name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, O God, Amen. When the church celebrates uh, an important feast during the, the week, in order for us not to miss that celebration, the church prepares that this, the closest Sunday to this feast will be also the reading of the, 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 the Sunday closest to this feast to be about the same the same uh, event or same feast. So, today the gospel was about, was about whom? St. John the Baptist, right? Why St. John the Baptist? Because yesterday was the feast of St. John the Baptist. So let's say if, if the, 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 the feast of St. John the Baptist is always the, the second day of the new year, the second of two. <laughs> Let's say it came, it fell in Wednesday. This year it fell on, on Friday. Uh, I'm sorry, yesterday, on Saturday. So the reading of Sunday, the first Sunday of Toot, will be around about St. John the Baptist. In order for us not to miss such a big of an event, which is uh, the Feast of St. John the Baptist. So I think because of the importance of that person, I think we, we should speak of him. And he deserves that. If according to the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ about St. John the Baptist, that among those born of women, there is not a greater, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. I think we, he deserves that we speak of him. And to speak of, also there is a, a clarification or, or an important uh, adjustment to what is said here. Among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But Jesus came from a woman. That's why the, 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 the gospel continues to say, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And, and here, uh, one of the interpretation of these verses that is reference to Jesus in his humanity as he came younger than St. John the Baptist. So, but still, he definitely he is greater because he is God incarnate. Anyway, so we're going to speak of, of, of St. John the Baptist for a few minutes. Uh, we can say a lot of things, but I want to focus on one thing today. That he was a man of truth. He was a man of truth. If you follow his life, all what we know about him, he was a truthful person. He was pursuing the truth. Even though he might pay a price for that. I mean, he paid a price of his popularity, of his fame. He was a leader. He was a star. He, people gathered around him, asked him, Teacher, what should we do? 
the different groups came to him and asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He had disciples. To the point that his disciples, when they saw that our Lord Jesus Christ have this, had, had disciples as well, they started to have rivalry with them. And, and came to, to St. John the Baptist and told him, we need to do something. His fame is becoming, it started to become a threat to your fame. His popularity started to threaten your popularity. But because of, he was pursuing the truth, he said, this is my will. I want him to increase and I decrease. He paid a price from his popularity as well. When Jesus came as one like anyone else to be baptized by St. John the Baptist, he said, no, I am not worthy even to, to untie the, the, your, your shoes or your sandals. And, and at the end, because Jesus told him, you, we should fulfill all righteousness, he baptized him, but he witnessed and said, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. And even though he was popular, even though he was famous among the people, he never hesitated to say the truth to the people, not to please them, but to profit them. Huge difference. You might say things to please people, to say, wow, we like that guy, he's a cool guy. But we, we don't profit from what that person is saying. So he didn't please the people, but he said the truth to profit the people. And definitely at the end of his life, he stood against a king and told him, what you are doing is sinful, is unlawful. And the price was, as we know, his head, his life. St. John Chrysostom is saying, he is a man who preferred to be without head, not to be without a conscience or a pure conscience. So for his pure conscience, he gave up his head, his life. So I think he's a man of truth. That's why I want to speak of the truth. Sometimes people don't like the truth. I think we all experience this. When someone tells you, you're doing something wrong. You don't like that person. And you love the, the, the person who will tell you, you are a great guy. You are great. You look great. You do great. Even though sometimes the person who would tell us that you are doing wrong is right. And he is loving us more than anyone else. I think most of the young folks here experienced this. And we, to be frank, we are adults now. But we, when we remember ourselves when we were the age of our kids, we, we did the same. Our parents told us about things and we didn't like them at all until we 
became parents and said the same things. Because they were right, they were true. But in our immature times, we didn't like the truth. But unfortunately, this is a plague that affects many. The problem is that people are growing, hating the truth. They don't like it. Because there is a price that you need to pay for the truth. To live according to the truth, there is a price. That's why living with God is costly. Being a disciple to Christ has a cost. It's not cheap. God's grace is free, but not cheap. It is free. It's given to everyone. He's willing to give it to everyone. It's God's grace. However, it's not cheap. It is something you to be ready for it. To be ready for it to work in your life. And to lead you in the way of salvation. You need to be truthful. You need to be obedient. And to do that, you will need to deny yourself. Take up your cross. You will need to be obedient. You will need to be humble. You will need to be for forgiving. All of that is not easy. But we should do. And we should pursue. If you are really celebrating and appreciating someone like St. John the Baptist. He was a man of truth. What was said about him in the opening of the, the Gospel of St. John is very interesting. I mean, the introductory, the prologue, the, the beginning of the, the Gospel of St. John, 18 verses, they are, I mean, they include, I think, almost all the facts of our belief. And in them, he spoke of St. John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God. So the one who is coming from God should be truthful. If you are from God, if you are from God, you should follow the truth and love the truth and pursue the truth and not be offended by the truth. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man come for a witness, to bear witness of the light. To bear witness of the light. He came to witness to the light, to say this is the light. But maybe this is... I think it struck us that do we need to witness to the light? The light is clear. Have you thought of this before? I mean, why he witnessed to the light? The light is clearly seen by people. I don't want to tell you, by the way, this is a lamp. I don't need to tell you this, right? Why? You see it. If I asked you, where, please point out to one of the lamps in this church. You don't need help. You know that this is a lamp, this is a lamp, this is a lamp. You see the light. So why he came to witness to the light? Because people are living in, in darkness. And they want to live in darkness. And they want someone to provoke them. To trigger them. To urge them. To shake them. To see the light and live in the light. To make it clear. And to make what I'm saying down to earth. Each and every one. Each and every one. Beginning from myself. To each and every little kid in this church. Today and everyone listens to this talk and 
and everyone will listen to it later. They are hiding things. We are all hiding things. There are things we don't want anyone know about. These are the things that sometimes hinder us from coming to confess. Right? I mean, there are people who, who doesn't confess because, who don't confess because they don't want to reveal the hidden things in their heart. The things they did in the darkness. And there are people who are advocating for not confessing, not because they are convinced by that, by these ideas, but because they don't want to reveal what's inside. Because there is darkness. There is darkness. During my ministry, I have seen when those things are revealed, very shameful. Not in the context of, of confession, but when what someone is doing in the darkness is revealed. Seen it when, when someone is stealing and he's, he's caught or there was a footage and they saw him. Very shameful. And a lot of other things. I, I don't want to get to that. So this is when we, we are all having darkness inside. That's why we need to go back to the truth and confess our sins and say, yes, we are sinful. We don't want, we don't want the light to shine on us because we are living in sin. However, the door of repentance is always open. That's why St. John the Baptist came and he pointed out to the, the sins of the people not to humiliate them, but to lead them to, re- to repentance, to ask them and urge them to bring fruits of, fruits worthy of repentance, to be, to let, let the people follow the, the, the holy, the holy of holy, the, the, the holiest person in God incarnate, our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we need to live in the truth. So to the question, why he came to witness to the, the, to the light, even though the light is very obvious, is very shiny, because there are people who don't want to live in the light. And by the way, this is the, the definition of condemnation. What is condemnation? The, the Gospel of St. John in, in, verse, in chapter 3, he says this is the condemnation that people, that that the light came to the world and people loved darkness because their b- deeds are evil. That's why we need to go back to the truth. Repentance is, is, a go, is a return to the truth. Confession is a return to the truth. We should be coming here to go back to the truth. To clear the hidden things of darkness that, that are inside to reveal them before God. And then they can be forgiven and, and gone. Completely gone. That's why when we confess our sins. With real and genuine repentance. They are gone. They are forgotten. They are erased. They are abolished. And we need to be living this continuous repentance. That's why it's called the second baptism. It's a cleansing of our lives. And then 
He goes on to say, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. The only light is Christ. And because of our sins and because of our separation from him, because of our fallenness, we became darkness. However, he came and became united with our nature to restore light to our lives. And he's urging us to repent every day so his light can shine again. Can shine again. That's why repentance is a a new birth. A continuous new birth. So for the light to shine again, we need to return to, to Christ. And he never... He never rejected anyone. This is the great news. Our Lord never rejected someone coming to Him repenting, regardless of how much darkness that person had or has in in his heart or her heart. So He was not that light, but He was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. But again, people, because they have desires, they love their wrongdoings, sometimes they hate the truth. That's why St. Paul in, in uh, the Romans, the, the first epi- the, the epistle to the Romans, he said, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We suppress the truth. I think the world is working on, on that. I mean, the working are, the world now is trying to change all the norms, to normalize sin, and relativize, relativize truth, make it relative. No absolute truth. Uh, you like that, you believe in that, yeah, that's, that's your own freedom. But don't try to say that there is norm. I mean, now every, all norms are changing or subject to change. Even that, that what is marriage can be a lot of, a lot of things. It doesn't need to be a man and a woman. Even the definition of a man and a woman is something made up. Made up. This is the norms that humanity lived with for Thousands of years. Now, in the era of technology, we came up, we have the great discoveries. There is nothing called gender. I don't want to get into that, but I'm giving an example of, we want to normalize sin. Relationships that are sinful, they are, they are normalized. They are legalized. And, I feel bad for the young folks growing up, living in this world and, and saying, I mean, I, a guy, I visited a guy once and he said, my daughter is, I think that time she was four or five years old and she came back home and she said, dad, she asked his dad, her half father, dad, how come that my friend has two moms? This is, this is the world we are living in. The, the, the bad things are normalized. And the truth is relativized. 
became relative. There is no absolute truth. But we have the truth. The word of God is the truth. Actually not the word of God. The word of God, capital W. Christ is the truth. And his words are the truth. The only truth. Because he's the true light. He is the true life. That's why in chapter 1 also of the gospel of St. John, he said that the life was the light of the people. Or the light of men. Because Christ is the truth. Because he is the life. Because he is the light. He is the one absolute thing. That's why we believe in him and we live according to his commandments. I don't want to take a lot of your time. I don't want to make it too long. I have more to say. But I want to conclude by what the Bible is saying about God. That he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But there are people who hated the truth. That's why we are, every time we come to church, we need to be reminded that we want to go back to the truth. And the truth is that we are sinners and we need to confess our sins. But the good news is we are worshiping and following a God who paid the price of our sins and he is willing to save us and, and forgive us our sins. And he never rejected anyone coming to him in repentance. We need to, every time we come to church, for any reason, we need to be reminded by this one truth. That we are called for repentance. And repentance cleanses us from our, our sins and give us a new beginning. A new beginning that is new beginning not for the new Coptic year. Not for the new uh, 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 regular year. It's, it's a new beginning every day. But we need to follow the truth. We don't want to leave darkness. Let's each and everyone search his and her heart. And don't leave darkness. Don't leave darkness. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Oh.